0: All oh. right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Double Coverage. We hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I am Dom, and once again, with the great man, Saucy, starting to get that majestic beard going.
0: How you going, mate? What is going on, Dom? We're back in the new year with our first podcast. So, happy new year on on that front, and to the Double Coverage family out there, happy new year to you as well. Um, We kick off where we left off, you know, going over the latest sports news, but obviously the the the, the sport that takes the cake this week is uh, NFL, leading into the wild card round, um, and you know obviously after that the the playoffs uh, where the big boys come in and, and the Mahomes and the, uh, and the other lads that aren't in the, in the wild card, but Packers. The, so,
1: exactly, yeah. Right. So, Green Bay and uh, Kansas are having their nice little uh, rest at the moment. But uh, we always got stuff on here. As we said, NBA, and as we said last week, uh, things are always going to change week to week based on standings. We've got EPL, some big, big changes in the EPL. Uh, quite a happy, man. We'll definitely get to that. Then we've got obviously. Uh, I think, we're, uh, I think we're both
0: happy on that front in, in oh, regards picks, picks to the EPL. Uh, oh. I mean, I mean, your your guys, you guys are doing a lot better than us. But I think it's safe to say that uh, Arsenal might not actually get relegated, which was a fear for a while there.
1: Bloody oath. And then we got hobby talk, and then we'll finish off with uh, saucy Smoky, as uh, we usually do. But let's start where uh, games have been flying out thick and fast. The NBA. As we do uh, from the top of the show, as we mentioned last week, we'll run through standings, get through some NBA news, and then obviously go through the league leaders. But a lot has changed in a week. I can give you—I'm not going to give you last week's standings, but in the East this week we've got Philly on top. They're six and one. Orlando still there in second, five and two. Indiana five and two in third. Boston five and three. We'll get to Boston shortly. New York four and three. Cleveland four and three, Bucks four and three, Atlanta are four and three, Brooklyn have dropped to 9th, four and four, a few hiccups there, it looks like a few bumps. They're just getting it all sorted. Miami are three and three, Chicago three and four, Washington two and five, Charlotte two and five, Toronto one and five, and Detroit are one and six. And then over in the West, the Lakers who were outside of the eight last week are now on top six and two. Clippers are five and two, Phoenix are five and two. Utah four and three. New Orleans are four and three. Golden State are up to four and three now. Uh, Portland three and three. Dallas are back in the eight. Three and four. Sacramento are three and four. Houston two and three. Denver two and four. Minnesota are two and four. The Spurs thirteenth two and four. Oklahoma two and four. And at the bottom, without their two stars, Morant and JJJ, Memphis are two and five at the bottom of the West. Saucy so. Bit's changed in a week, a fair bit. We did say uh, Orlando was not going to be on top and Cleveland, but in saying that, in saying that, Orlando's been playing very well. Uh, Cleveland copped an injury. I'm pretty sure gar- was it Garland, a Garland sore shoulder. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so we didn't have Sex Land for a couple of <laughs> a couple <of> packs. <laughs> so that's why they've dropped. But New York's been a bit of a surprise. They're playing some pretty decent basketball at the moment. Um, and then, I know you definitely want to go through this. Uh, let's let's talk about it. Uh, Boston. Uh, First of
0: all, notable performance. Uh, Jason Tatum dropping an absolute 40 bomb. Uh, uh, awesome performance the other night. But um, I did want to mention, Domer and I did want to say, you know, uh, in our uh, NBA preview pod, you went over and you said, uh, I feel like Jalen Brown uh, is going to plateau. Uh, and he's, he, he's 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 going to regress this season. Well, you know, the the numbers don't lie, Doma. The numbers don't lie. And through eight games, Jalen Brown's averaging twenty six point nine points on the season. Uh, he's also putting up three assists, um, and I mean, he's averaging just uh, just under five rebounds a game. But he's shooting the three point shot at forty three percent clip uh, well. uh, on five attempts per game, and He's averaging career numbers, Doma. Absolute career numbers. He's he's well, up he's up six points on his uh, uh, stats from last year's average points from last year. But Doma, is it all smoke and mirrors?
1: Now, I have to somewhat defend myself. I can't defend myself from those comments because I did say that I thought he actually was going to plateau, but I was wrong in the sense of like I, I also did say that if. They were to be decent, he would have to play at his career best that he was last last season, or better it and take his game to the next level again. But in doing so, as we said in the preview, their team is not very good. Um, they've got three guys averaging double digits. I understand Kemba Walker's injured. Uh, if Kemba Walker comes back, what's to say Jalen Brown's going to average what he's averaging? Uh, this is this is all things like Boston fans you've got to think about. We said your bench was dreadful. I understand you got Jeff Teague, but Jeff Teague isn't your answer. Um, as we said last season, even in the bubble, when it was coming towards the end against Miami, we even said that you're probably best off keeping Gordon Haywood and making him play off the bench. So you got an offensive guy off the bench, and then adding Teague... Would have been good because then you have got another guy that can score. Your bench is more is, is stacked now because you got Haywood and him coming off there. So we said, that, do they like, do they
0: have Ty starting or
1: Tristan Thompson uh, starting? Uh, t- uh, I am pretty sure Ty starts. Right,
0: so their highest scoring guy off the bench is 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 uh, Peyton Pritchard with average points of uh, eight point six a game. So they yeah. do not have a guy coming off the bench that's averaging double digits. That's that's the thing because we
1: said that what's gonna the exact same thing we keep saying about Boston is they'll stay in it because they play great defense. That's why they will always be up there. And as much as we like ragging on the East, the East is actually pretty strong now when you look into it. But they play great defense. That's what's going to keep them there. The thing that we said that's not going to like if you. I understand Boston fans; you're probably happy about some of these young kids and this and that, but you can't win it. As simple as that. You got no one coming off your bench like that can shoot in double digits. I'm pretty sure Teague will probably average that. Live, Kawhi's
0: just missed the game tying shot, uh, and 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 the Clippers go down to the Spurs one sixteen to one thirteen, and I've just watched it there. Kawhi had the shot to uh, send it to OT. Fade away jumper from three, guarded by DeMar DeRozan. Great defense. It's probably not the best shot uh, you could have gotten with five and a half seconds left on the clock uh, before to get it off. But he did get a look, and he missed. So, uh, Kawhi, oh, not so hey, clutch today.
1: You're not going to hit them all. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see what happens with Boston. Like, like we keep saying, it's very early. It's just, I understand you can gel and have a decent bench, but the bench is just young kids or a couple years into their career and Jeff T and Tristan Thompson. And Tristan Thompson isn't a scorer. Yep. Like,
0: no, we've we've, we've, we've spoken about this though, man. And I think, I think that that's why I mentioned, is it all smoke and mirrors? Like, I mean, uh, uh, Jalen Brown, he's obviously putting up career numbers, but, you know, for them to be any have any success this season, he has to put up those type of numbers. Like, you know, you go have a look at Gordon Haywood. Gordon Haywood is averaging 19 points with the the Charlotte Hornets. If they kept him and even just bought him off the bench, and he gives you 19, 20 points off the bench, think about how much better that team looks already, if you were saying that, right? So that's why it's second, that's yeah. why it, it, it amazed me that they, they, they traded him um, and that they, you know... Uh, uh, they couldn't find some way to keep him on because I feel that that was that's where they're going to get found out when it comes to the to the the better teams or in the playoffs is when that bench unit comes in that second unit when they can't have Jalen Brown and Tatum on the floor at once and they've only got to put one on the floor and they can you know double team that other guy. I mean even with Kemba coming back, you know Kemba's really uh, showed last year in the playoffs he was not really up to it. Um, you know, he, he wasn't really up to that playoff basketball. I mean, does that change this year? We'll find out. You know, when they get there, we we think they're going to get the play, into the playoffs, uh, and we think they should be in the top three, four seeds. Doma, um, you know, it would probably be underachieving if they don't get in the top four seeds, in my opinion.
1: I I'll be honest with you, I don't see Boston being in the top four seeds. You
0: don't, you can't, you you don't see them being in the top four seeds. No,
1: I reckon Indiana's better than Boston. It's freaking ridiculous as I'm, as I'm sounding now, but I genuinely reckon Indi- Indiana's
0: bench. My boy, Demonte Sabonis! Indiana's bench
1: is exactly the same as Boston's bench. They just got randoms, but at least they got guys that are, can, can be considered as bets. So they know how to win if they have to. Like, yeah, I just I genuinely reckon Indiana's got a better team. Uh, Philly's definitely better than Boston. Bucks are better than Boston. Atlanta, I reckon, are better than Boston. you've got to think about Atlanta, like they got Bogdanovich is playing off the bench. Gallo's been hurt. He hasn't even really played yet. Rondo's still out. Like you remember like just think about getting Gallinari back, another vet. Imagine if Gallo comes off the bench with Rondo and the unit is Rondo with Gallo and Bogdanovich. Like that's that, in my opinion, is a very, very strong bench to back up what they've been putting out there with Cam Reddish who's Taking his defending to a whole nother level, he's been very, very right, good and this now t- season.
0: I, I, and I tell you what, who's uh, very uh, going sliding under the radar is uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, yeah, DeAndre. Hunter. That bloke can ball, and I think he's gonna. We're gonna see some improvements out of him that uh, are gonna surprise some people this season. You know, I've watched, I've watched intently uh, some of those Atlanta games, and I will mention. Uh, I put out a tweet. Uh, uh about Atlanta's win over in the Nets it was really convincing and it was like their defense i mean you got to remember KD and Kyrie both played that game and they still got the w um and their defense which is you know what i rag on about so much uh with Atlanta stood up and it didn't just That's stand it. up for one quarter it stood up for four quarters um and you know if they can Show that they've got that basketball in them. I mean, over a seven-game series in the playoffs, uh, if they do get there, yeah, you might not be able to bring that every night. But if you can bring that, um, you know, majority of the nights, or you can bring, you know, obviously four out of the seven, uh, you can win series, and that and that's what's gonna uh, be the difference 100%. because they can put up points. We know they can put up points. I got no doubt that offense is is probably up there with one of the best offences in terms of being able to uh, score easily and uh, Trey's ability to create shots um, and uh, uh, create shots for himself. And you draw fouls, as we've seen, he's uh, got a little cheeky tactic, which Steve Nash is not happy uh, about at all. Uh, he was absolutely drilling the, the referees in that game. But um, it's the defence. So if that can improve this season, and what they've shown in the small sample size we've seen thus far has improved, um, you know, the, we need guys to step up, and I think DeAndre Hunter one, is definitely going to be one of those yeah.
1: guys. And just like we said, just remember there's a couple vets that aren't even playing yet. So let's just go to the West and have a look what's panning out there. Clippers are now 5-3 and three as they just lost to uh, San Antonio. So San Antonio is going to jump up to 10th seed in the West now. But Phoenix... uh. I'm going to say, aren't really a surprise to us. I'm going to put that out there. We thought that that whole system with Chris Paul and we we kind of thought that with Booker not having to have the ball in his hands all the time, it will allow him to play more freely, which it took him a while to get going, but he has got going now. But we also said that Chris Paul and uh, DeAndre Adem were going to look like uh, Steve Nash and Stoudemire at uh, the Phoenix Suns. Aiden's having a career season. He's playing very, very well. Uh, It's tough to beat when you've got a scoring big man that can actually play defense as well. So they become uh, very, very hard to beat uh, teams like that. So I think they're looking pretty good so far. Uh, New Orleans, Zones look Look good. He looked durable, which is which is fantastic for that ball club. Uh, he's averaging about around twenty and ten.
0: I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, they're so, an interesting one. Uh, Doma, New Orleans. I mean, it's. I'm still not convinced that they 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 could make the playoffs. I think they're going to be fighting for that eighth spot. Um, Brandon Ingram has proven that. You know he he is. Are going to be one of that next level talents, um, and you know they're the two guys that you're building around. Brandon Ingram and Zion. I'm still amazed with some of the the play calling in terms of, um, you know, when they late in games, close games, they they go away from Zion they sort of give give all the the onus on Brandon Ingram uh, making jump shots or playmaking. Um, I think they need to change a bit of that and put more of that onus on Zion. Uh, he's such a dominant force. Um, so, yeah, it's it's yeah, definitely. It's, it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they fare out. Um, you know, obviously, always watching Pelican games with interest. Uh, to see how bad Lonzo Ball is shooting from three, first of all, and second of all, uh, seeing how well uh Big Z is playing, but also Bi because uh, I've got you know a couple of Bi rookies uh that I've uh, stashed away. Uh, was actually picking up his. I uh, picked up one of his optic uh, purple. Uh, Prisms, uh, PSA 10, uh, pick that up for an absolute steal, Dommer. Uh, it only cost me a lazy 100 USD, and I think our last one sold at about 400 and something. So I'll pat myself wow. on the back with that one. Um, but Very back nice. onto DeAndre Hunter. I Just as I was mentioning him, I was like, you know what? I'm going to look up his card prices and just see what's happened to the man. Uh, well, look, the card punters out there, uh, with me, that they've uh, liked the improvement of him because his base prism I last sold at 150 USD. And you wow. could have picked one up if you were uh, back, well, here we go, just before Christmas, you could have picked one up for 85 USD. And uh, let's go back, let's go back even further. Uh, let's even go back, well, let's just go back to November. Let's go back to that a month before that 22nd of November you could pick it up for for 70 they even dropped as low as 50 bucks there's a few here at 50 55 uh 62 so you know well, if you really believe in DeAndre Hunter um and you think that that, that Atlanta team was is going to improve especially after you know by that point uh you had seen the trades that they had made and bought in by that point uh, so, you know, we spoke about these a few weeks ago. You could be picking up his card for, you know, 90 bucks, less than 100. And, you know, you would have already uh, made 50% profit at this point. And if it keeps going the way he's going, I can't see why his base prison it, uh, doesn't get up to around 200. Uh, which I think would be, you know, overpriced at that point. Because uh, we'll bring it back. When I bring it back to my Smokey. Uh, that I'm going to give out later on, which, which isn't a new Smokey. It's just a rehash of another Smokey because uh, I don't see a point giving a new Smokey when this card hasn't moved from uh, when I previously gave it. So we'll we'll talk about it at that point. But moving on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, a few other interesting things. Uh, Giannis had a big night. He had a 43-point game. Uh, Luca's come back, and he's starting to play some good basketball now. He's had a couple of triple-doubles. Um and they're winning. Dallas is obviously moving up again. He hasn't got Pusingas. Uh They can't win it, as we said. They need that veteran point point guard. Like a Drew Holiday would have been perfect for that team. Um, LeBron's looking pretty good. Giannis
0: is shooting the three at an absolutely astounding twenty five percent. Yeah, well, he's So he, he's he, he's, uh, he's, average, he's he's shooting five attempts a game, which is the highest he's ever shot it in his whole career, and he's shooting a, a career worst percentage. Oh, actually, in his second year, he shot fifteen percent.
1: That's uh, the, the word of advice is stop. You got it's. Jana should know this. People in the franchise should know this. It go it works in from under the basket, out. If that makes sense, layups, post, mid range. Then threes. It should be mid ranges. He should be learning. Don't worry about your three. Like you got guys in your team that hit that. So if you can threaten guys with that mid-range, as we said, we sound like broken records now, if you can threaten guys and then drive in and then kick it out to guys that can shoot, you become unstoppable. Because then people are going to have to double-team you, triple-team you if you if you can hit your mid-range. But anyway, until that happens, they can't uh,
0: Dom, it. and it. Uh, Dom, just another quick one on that Dallas team. You know, they're starting to get some wins. But, you know, I spoke about last season you had Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, and uh, Dorian Finney, Finney-Smith Finney. having career years. Yep. Dorian Finney-Smith, in his first seven games, is shooting 28% from three. Last year, he shot 37%, and the year before that, he shot 31 So his career year was seven, 37 from three. He's now shooting at 28%, Doma. So he's back to the old Finney-Smith that we know and love, uh, the one that can't shoot threes. So I spoke about it. You know, these guys have to keep up that performance for, yeah. for Dallas to have any chance and they, to even and they win a playoff Curry. series, and they lost Curry, and they lost Curry, and then you've got Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, who is you know actually enhanced his game now with Curry but gone. That's so the thing. you
1: need those guys to. That's right. Yeah. So and they haven't got Porzingis, but we'll see what happens with them. Uh, just a couple more. Uh, LeBron's look good.
0: Uh, he's looked a little Lakers. bit sluggish in games, but you know it's it, it's the goat. Uh, I, today I watched him. <sighs> Uh, against uh, the Grizzlies Uh, it was really slow and then come fourth quarter he just put on absolute show
1: yeah Uh, so he's doing well Curry uh, 62 shut up everyone shut everyone up the other day uh, with his 62 I know he cups a lot of flack Uh, he's one guy that Sauce and I will never give him flack for his gameplay because we know how good he is so I don't understand how you think a guy like him who's a shooter could come back and just be useless like He's a gun. Like People say he's overrated. I disagree. I reckon he's one of the greatest shooters ever. And uh, he had 30 yesterday, I'm pretty sure. And they won that game as well. He had 62, and they won that game. He's going to have to have a big year because,
0: as we said... He's going to have to have an MVP-type yeah. season for yeah. them to um, make it make, the pop- make it to the playoffs, first of all. Yeah. Uh, they can't win it. Uh, uh, they, they can't, they can't Thompson, win it. Then they
1: we, can't win we talk, it. We start talking a different story if they had Clay, Clay Thompson. That's right. Not not winning it, but potential potentially being a threat. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, a bit of shit news uh, for Aussie Dante Exum: potential Achilles injury. His uh. Uh, horror career in the NBA with injury has is continuing. Uh, not great. We don't like seeing anyone get injured, full stop. But uh, especially Exum, who's had a rotten, rotten run with injury. So all the best to him. And as we end off our NBA segment, we just go to the league leaders for the week. Uh, Points per game. James Harden on top with 33. Curry with 32. Bradley Beal, 30.6. Trey Young, 28.6. And KD's there, 28.2. Rebounds. Andre Drummond got 14.1 for the season. Gobert, 13.7. Embiid, 12.3. Clint Capella, another guy picked up by Atlanta. He's got 12. Valanchunas. 11.7. Eleven point seven. The assists. I can't believe I'm saying that. Nikola Jokic is leading the assists with twelve point eight. What Russell Westbrook? Uh, he's averaging a triple double. He's eleven point eight assists.
0: Give us the favorite. The, the stat you gave me before, where he's what he's he's three games he's had a triple double, and they've lost all three games.
1: Nah, four games he's had a triple double. Uh, they've lost two games that he didn't play. They won one, lost one. And then the game that he played and he had, I think it was like 24-12, but he only had uh, five rebounds or five assists, they won because he didn't get a triple-double. So it's a matter of five rebounds or five assists and they lose that game. And then the last one blocks. Miles Turner is averaging 3.6, which is great for Indiana. Uh, And the rest of them there. 2.2 to Boucher from Toronto. They're terrible. Gobert, 2.2. Christian Wood playing pretty good. Uh, two blocks a game and Andre Drummond, uh, one point. There's knot. one
0: thing I'd mention about Christian Wood is people have gone absolutely bananas for his rookie card. He only has one rookie card and it's out of uh the uh, Donruss set, and Doma. People have gone nuts over this guy. I have no idea why. He's 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 no. Like, you know, he's not like an Anthony, Anthony Davis type big, but, you know, I've seen he's, his Russ card selling for bananas amounts. Uh, ladies and gents, just settle down. Like, the guy's 25, uh, he's probably going to be, like, a strong, uh, you know, role-playing big man just in the league. Just he's a just role a role player. player. Uh, his prices should not be demanding that sort of money. Um, if you're buying it right now, you are going to get burnt severely. So don't buy. Uh, If you've got them, sell them right now. Quick, get them out the door. Buy Kobe rookies.
1: Yeah, and the positive, uh, yeah. You know, DeMarcus Cousin also did get text for the first time and uh, ejected, which is fantastic. At least he's back to his old ways. Uh, But that's it for the NBA. We'll see how it pans out once again over the next week, and we'll bring it to you uh, next Wednesday. Any updates? But uh, coming up next, we've got some juicy EPL to get through, so stay tuned. All right, we're back. EPL Week Seventeen. Oh, saw some happy man. Uh, As you should you be. Too. As well, you I'll should you, be. I tell you what. I tell you what. It could be the first time on the podcast where you and I are going to be happy talking about our teams. Uh, <laughs> let's go through the games. Uh, we're going to start with your team, Arsenal. Th- uh, three wins in a row is a four in a row now. Three in a row. Uh, four nil win over West Brom. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Kieran Tierney's uh, first goal is fantastic. Uh, he's a gun, by the way. Very good sucker, as we mentioned early on uh, in the season. He's a good player, and then he kind of plateaued. But then now he's starting to come out again and play some great football. Uh, a Lacazette score, and Aubameyang's actually getting on score sheets now instead of big fat donuts every week. But Arsenal's looking good. Uh, you've climbed up the table now to 11. Uh, you're actually two games out of fourth. As funny as we we're laughing that you were two games out of relegation, now you are two games out of Champions League contention, which is uh, incredible. Um, yeah, just putting it together nicely. Uh, um, uh, Crystal Palace.
0: Yeah, we've, uh, uh, from, from the point where I put out, I don't know where we're heading as a club, um, there's one thing that has changed what did he do? He started playing the youth. He started playing Emil Smith-Rowe, uh, Saka. Uh, he, he gave some of our uh, other guys who, you know, he weren't really getting a go. And we've looked so much better going forward. And that youth comes in there and just brings the energy and the, uh, and the vibrance that we need. Um, and, you know, I'm not surprised that we're now uh, doing better at at the back than what we were before now that David Louise isn't in the game. Uh, hasn't been getting oh, really? starts. Oh, uh, wow. You know, I, I said he's <laughs> he's been a reject from how many clubs, Doma? There's a reason yeah. every club at some point goes, we need to move this guy on. It's because over his whole career, he still does the same mistakes. You know, he, he's never learnt from his mistakes that he's made previously. And he comes to Arsenal, and he brings those same mistakes. So, you know, we've started playing... Uh, the other bloke, oh, I can't remember his name. We brought him on from, we signed him in. Uh, I'll, I'll find his name in a sec. Um, here we go, Mari, Pablo Mari. We we signed him on from. there uh, we go. He's got the he's got the, he's got the details here. Don't even worry about that.
1: Would have thought so. We only deal with facts here, so
0: he's, he, we've signed him on from Flamengo, uh, the, out of the uh, Brazilian Serie A league, and um, you know he, he's come in and he's been given a shot and he's taken it with both hands. Uh, he's looked good. Him and Rob Holding seem as though that they've formed yeah, formed a nice uh, relationship, and I really liked Rob Holding before he got injured uh, last season. Uh, he was he was. Playing a lot of first-team football, uh, and I think he's probably a centre-back of the future. So he's got to keep playing, and it's. But the defence wasn't really what I was worried about, even with all those problems, David Luiz and and those sort of things. It was more the attack because we couldn't create chances. But what the hell has changed in the last three games? Youth's been played. Uh, we're not scared to to go forward, Uh, you know, we're we're playing, we're looking to attack more, and take guys on, especially on the wings, where you've got sucker running plus guys for fun, and, um, it helps that our strikers are actually putting the ball in the back of the net, Dom. You know, uh, 100%. When, there's nothing worse than creating, because, you know, when we had that barren run, we did create some chances, and our strikers had opportunities, but they wouldn't put it in the back of the net, and that doesn't help your cause. So, we've changed a few things around, Arteta's mixed it up a bit um Granit is still getting starts right I, I I don't know why um we're getting wins so I'm not going to complain at the moment but uh, when he gets another red card or makes uh, gets absolutely turned in midfield and then uh yeah, the midfielder runs past him and and and, and then it concedes a goal because of his uh lacklustre defending or his stray passing which he, he's uh very good at in that midfield area um then I'll be back on his case. But for now, I'm happy with how the team's going. Uh, I just hope that we can keep it rolling and potentially, you know, who knows? We might, with, with the way that the table's looking at the moment, Doma, uh, you know, we're 23 points. Uh, Champions League spot is, you know, uh, six points out of our reach at this current point in time. Uh, more than gettable. You know, we're halfway through the season. So um, we have a strong back half. Uh, It's it's
1: definitely it's it's not out of reach, mate. Definitely not. It's not out of reach. Um, You're playing. Confidence is huge in in sport, and you've got that momentum train, uh, well and true, well and truly going now. Um, Potentially, we see this with a lot of teams. You find ways to win now with confidence. Uh, I know my boys are doing it. United. I know Man City are doing it now. Uh, but when you lose a lot, a la what you were doing at the start of the season, uh, it's hard to find the wins. You hit posts. Uh, nothing goes your way. But all it takes, like we said, just a couple wins to get the momentum going and it can change your whole season around. And it is still early on as this season is very, very close. I know we're almost halfway through, but halfway through usually in previous years, like no COVID year, like interruption, some teams are usually 10, 12, 8 points clear Yeah, in first position. This year, between and we've Liverpool been calling United, it. We've been
0: calling it since about uh, six games in, seven games in, Doma. This is going to be a, to close. a close season, and it's looking that way.
1: Um, it's not going to be any blowout. It could be maybe at the end of the year, teams uh, burn out, but I don't think so. Uh, other games that we had, Crystal Palace-Sheffield. Uh, Palace got that 2-0 win there. Brighton Wolves 3 3. Brighton actually came back and pinched the draw. Uh, Everton lost to West Ham 1 0. Uh, Leicester beat Newcastle 2 1. Uh, quality finishes from Madison and uh, Tielemans. They were unbelievable goals. 2 uh, 1 win there. Tottenham buried Leeds 3 uh, 0. Son Min Hyun 100th goal for Tottenham. Uh, if you haven't seen the assist that Harry Kane gave him, he, he literally curls it around three players uh, to on in the box, and he finishes it off. It was fantastic. That connection there is a match made in heaven. Uh, then we had before we get to the two big games, Man City. Well, this is a, well, the last three games are very big. Man City versus Chelsea, three-one uh, defeat to Chelsea. Uh, my prediction of Chelsea winning it all. He's slowly, slowly slipping away. Uh, they are now in twenty. We thought they were faring up
0: good, Dom. You know they had that early form. They got so much death. And, they, and you know it's not like they've been ravaged by injuries. They've just they've just fallen off the cliff. Oh. Um, and we don't know what's happened to them. It's, you know, has it been that teams have worked them out? Uh, has figured Maybe. out figured it out? Lamp Lampard's uh, strategies and. Uh, lacking adjustments uh, during games, um, but you know that first half against Man City, you know it was literally like I, th- I-, I genuinely thought I was watching you know Man City versus like uh, a Sheffield United. Uh, you know Chelsea couldn't even get on the ball. Uh, they looked, you know, That's terrible at on, times. They, they they couldn't they couldn't uh, create clear cut chances, and then they and, and then and yeah. then the goal that they conceded on the counter attack where you yeah, know from a corner uh Nofra literally getting uh you know yeah. the last man
1: their last man was Engolo Kanté who went to kick it I don't know what he was doing with that pass anyway he kicked it straight to the Man City guy he plays Raheem Sterling but he plays Raheem Sterling against Kanté as the last man behind halfway so, obviously, not offside. He kicks it right in front of him. Sterling cheated. Like, as as that's the saying in soccer. You cheat. Cheat to go to goal because he's behind the halfway line. Can't get caught offside. Sprints on. Sterling almost fluffs it anyway. Well, he does fluff it. He goes one-on-one with the keeper, takes it out to the wing of the box, stuffs it up, then takes the ping, hits the bar, and then it drops to De Bruyne. Uh, let's be honest. Oh, no, not to De Bruyne, to someone else who shoots it and then it drops to De Bruyne. He's not missing it when you get three bloody gimme-goes at the goal. So they score that. But it's just the whole setup, like Source is saying. Off a corner, if you've got N'Golo Kante, the smallest player on the field, is <laughs> like your last man and he's not even a defender, it's pretty poor. It's yeah. Just to leave yourself there. that
0: wide open, you know. You're two 0 down. You can't afford to score a goal to to stay in the, you know, uh, concede another one to to go three nil uh, uh, before half time. Like that's just unexcusable. You know, you're pretty much you've lost the game in a half of football.
1: I know. Dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Uh, they're really capitulating at the moment. We'll see what happens. People are already calling for Lampard's job. Well, I this did see an interesting. I did is. see
0: an interesting graphic, um, uh, on Instagram uh, about uh, under the Roman Abramovich era at Chelsea, Lampard is actually averaging the least amount of points of any manager ever under Roman Abramovich's uh, Chelsea reign. So that doesn't look good for Lampard, even though you know he's a club legend. Uh, We've known old yeah. Roman over there at Chelsea to be very, very, very quick on the firing trigger. Um, he definitely so, is. He definitely is. You know, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. He, oh, I would be worried I'm for a, his I'm job. Not for,
1: I'm not one for club legends. You know me, even that you know United's got one. i tell you what, everyone calling for Lampard sounds like me on this podcast calling for Solskjaer. But, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll get put in my place now because United are uh, equal first. With a game in hand. Well, I'm I'm only being getting put into place because we're playing really well. I don't put that to to Solskjaer, as I said last week. I reckon it's literally the whole culture of the club, Fernandez, they're really just jelling really well now. Uh but we'll get to that game. We beat Villa two one. Um it looks like United's next recruit during this month of January, Jack Realish, who absolutely dominated in that game. If you have not watched it, he dominated for Aston Villa. Looks like uh, he will be coming to United. uh, And in true United fashion, we could have got him for 40 million pounds, 40 million euro before the season started. And it looks like we're going to have to do uh, a good old-fashioned Pogba where we have got to pay him about 110 million is what they want, uh, Aston Villa. And I think United are going to pay it. Uh, This just shows you how stupid uh, our club is. And I said this, and I keep saying it, and I'll say it forever. I said it. Bloody at the start when we started doing this podcast and covering EPL, United are Muppets when it comes to that crap. Just pay the money, get him there, if he's no good. Uh we are gonna actually get a discount on that because it looks like Donny Vanderbeek is going to get sold. So whatever we make on that, we just put towards Grillish. So we You're, waste sell- the money you're selling there.
0: him already, Dommer?
1: He's gone. He's gone. Uh, it looks like I don't know what's happening with Pogba, but he's definitely going to leave. I don't know if he's going to leave in January or he's leave now.
0: On a free transfer.
1: If he leaves on a free transfer, well, uh, I'll just say. But Thomas, do you want to risk your just...
0: season? You know, he could potentially. He's making a lot of difference coming off the bench. The way Oli's using him, you know, do you want to just keep him that season? Maybe you got a chance to win this Premier League season, and you get rid of him. You get and you get rid of Van den oh, I understand you bringing Grealish, but you know, having those options there could potentially uh, pay dividends come come the the back half of the season when you need a game-changer off the bench.
1: Yeah, I understand that. But my whole thing is, like, I understand Pogba. He, he actually has been starting, but we get rid of him now. Uh, we actually make money and put Grealish in, who's not exactly on the same calibre as Pogba, but he's very good and can p- probably play in our system very well because he moves and carries the ball very quickly. That's what we need because that's what Fernandez does, likes to move the ball quickly. Uh, But Van not even playing at all. So he's sitting on the bench. So really, He's not even coming off the bench. No, so you're losing a guy that's not even getting game time. Plus, and you're getting a guy that's going to play 100%. And then you're going to lose Pogba. But if we lose Pogba, at least we're going to make money as a club opposed to losing him on a free transfer and losing out. Why did you buy him if
0: you're not going to play him?
1: I just, I honestly just think that they thought that he was going to fit the system, um, but it, he hasn't. I, I still am of the, I don't know the, the belief that he does fit the system. It's just we don't play him. That's why we don't. We're not reaping the rewards of Donny Beek. when he played Champions League football for us. He was actually very good, uh, but we're going to lose him. It looks like we're going to get Grealish. Uh, we're going to pay overs, but we're looking great. As a football club, we are moving the ball well. Uh, I said this a couple of weeks ago, but great teams are teams that find ways to win no matter what. Uh, and that is what we're doing now. We are finding ways to win. Eric Bailly is uh, actually playing very, very good. Uh, United put something out on their social saying he's dominated these last three games. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, I watched him against Leicester. He was dreadful. Uh, so anyway, I don't know what they're watching. Come here, and we'll give you we'll give you the facts, mate. He was absolute shit house. I actually thought we we're going to concede every time the ball went near him. But uh, he played very well in the Aston Villa game. Credit to him. Credit to the boys. Credit to the clubs. Like getting it together. Did say in his post match interview that it is gelling and it is coming together. And I do agree with him. Uh, And then, obviously, the last game of the round, uh, United needed Liverpool to at least draw or lose. And Southampton got the win. Uh, Danny Ings finishing off a lovely goal, chipping the keeper into the top corner. Fantastic finish. And that puts Liverpool and United equal first with United a game in hand. Uh, The funny thing is... Man City actually have two games in hand that people aren't actually talking about. And if they win those two games, uh, they will leapfrog uh, Liverpool as well. Uh, A lot of people aren't talking about it uh, because United's right on the tails. Leicester's looking good as well. So I'll run through the table quickly. Liverpool 33 points in first. United second in 33 points. Leicester 32 points in third. Tottenham 29, City 29 Southampton 29, Everton 29. Villa also have two games in hand on 26, so they potentially could go to 32 points. Uh, Chelsea 26 points in ninth. West Ham 10th on 26. Arsenal 11th on 23. Leeds 23 in 12. Wolves and Crystal Palace both on 22. Newcastle on 19. Burnley on 16. Brighton on 14. Fulham on 11. They haven't played in a while, Fulham, as COVID... uh, Covid outbreaks, so they've had the last two games postponed. West Brom on eight, and Sheffield are definitely getting relegated on two points. Uh, no games to run through for next week, as there is no games. Sorry, sorry, this week as there's no games for the EPL. But on a great note to sign off the segment, as I did last week, we've got some Ronaldo news, which we love. We love giving goat updates. Uh, he's a wow. Well, was officially the second highest goal scorer in the history of football eclipsing uh, Palais during the week. I say was because uh, Palais was quick to change his 755 career goals on his Instagram profile to over 1,200 goals now. He uh, happened to find 500 goals out of nowhere. <laughs> he was taking the absolute piss out of uh, Ronaldo by doing that. But congratulations to Ronaldo. uh Messi's not too far away. He's only uh, about 30 goals, I think, behind Ronaldo or 20 goals behind Ronaldo. So let's be honest, it looks like those two potentially will either be 1-2 and two, or 2-3 two and three, uh, all-time in goal scoring in the history of football. It uh, is actually, as much as I give Messi shit on this podcast... <laughs> It is a credit to actually be able to live in a time where you're getting to watch potentially two of the greatest players to ever uh, lace them up. Uh, it's a privilege, and uh, just enjoy them. Enjoy it while it lasts. But yeah, that's uh, EPL, mate. Coming up next, Saucy. We've got some NFL. we got some wildcard round. Massive. So let's get into next. All right, so saucy. We're back. It's beginning wild card round in the NFL. With this is the preview to the playoffs. We've got some games coming up. Uh, NFC. We've got Green Bay with the bye this week, but the games are New Orleans versus Chicago, Seattle versus Los Angeles Rams, which is going to be a ripper. Washington versus Tampa Bay. That's the NFC, and in the AFC, Kansas have the buy. Bills versus Colts, which is going to be a ripper. Steelers versus Cleveland, two weeks in a row. And then Tennessee versus Baltimore, which is just a replay of last year's playoff game where Tennessee ran over the favorites, Baltimore, in that one. So, Saucy. It's finally here. Packers and Kansas have easily been the best two teams. But let's have a look at some of these matchups. We... I know who you're going for in this New Orleans versus Chicago game because the great man here. What was your prediction?
0: My prediction was New Orleans to win the whole, the whole, uh, the whole comp, mate. So to take out the Super Bowl. So I've got to stick, I've got to stick fat with New Orleans to 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 get the win over Chicago, um, and you know I think they can because that Chicago team is. Yeah, not, not, they're, 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 not, they're not the greatest. I mean, their defense can turn it on at times, but I just think, I just, I, I honestly think um, with uh, Alvin Kamara there, you know, they'll, they'll be able to move the ball easily on the ground, uh, and then that will open up the passing game. And, you know, uh, I think they'll have a few trick players up there, up their sleeve, and their ways to be able to use Hill. Uh, uh, obviously, you've got Drew Brees is back. Taysom Hill did really, really good um, when Breeze was out. Uh, h- held down the fort really well, and yeah, well, I just hope that they can keep rolling and uh, you know it, win this week.
1: I think I think they'll get it done, Sauce. I really do. Uh, we'll give our tips as we go I through. I mean, this. The, the
0: bookies' odds have got him at a dollar twenty, so uh, mm-hmm. the odds are in my favour. And gamble responsibly as
1: we said. But uh, (laughs) uh, definitely, I'm going with New Orleans in this one. Uh, I know you definitely are, as you said. Uh, Next up, we have probably one of the games of the round, uh, in my opinion, uh, Seattle versus the Rams, Russell Wilson versus Goth, Aaron Donald versus Russell Wilson too. (laughs) He's going to be running from the big fella all afternoon. Uh, But this is shaping up to be an absolute ripper uh, Seattle seemed to be dropping the ball a little bit towards the end of the season. Dropping the ball, not. Figuratively, no. Figuratively, literally. So they struggled a bit. Rams have picked it up. They're looking pretty good. Uh, they've had a few big wins on the way to uh, this game. Uh, and so, also a
0: notable loss over the Jets. So uh, they have been up yeah. and down themselves. Um, I think this is a toss-of-the-coin game. You know, that, that offensive line for Seattle, if it can hold up and give Russell Wilson the time that he needs behind centre uh, to, you know, get those passes off. And, you know, if he's not uh, rushed into it, like you said, um, from the big man uh, Donald, or Donald, Aaron Donald? Donald, Donald, Donald. Aaron Donald. Donald's the quarterback. Oh, geez, we don't want him... Um, at the same time, yeah, that's the one. That's from the one jet. from from the Jets. He's, he's he'll be out of he'll be out of there. Uh, they'll have a, they'll have a new quarterback next season. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with Seattle, and that's just because I like Russell Wilson. Uh, I I, I, I prefer Russell Wilson as QB, and it's all got it's all it's all down to um you know that. That offensive line for them, if they can give him that protection, I think you know that's where they can get it done. I am a little bit worried about their defense; it's been lackluster all season. But um, you know, oh, it's this is a really t- t- toss of to the coin. I mean, I mean the bookies' odds have got at Seattle a dollar fifty, and the Rams at two dollars sixty. Um, so Seattle is edging favourite, but I think it's a lot closer than that. I think it's a lot closer I think it
1: is too. They've had some great games against each other throughout the season as well. I do think it is a lot closer. I'm actually going to go with the Seahawks as well. I have all my faith in Russell Wilson. So if the Seahawks do win that and our pick of New Orleans wins, they actually play each other in the second week. But uh, the last game in the NFC, we want... Barring the biggest upset, we look like we're going to get Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady in the second week of the playoffs here. Uh, Tampa Bay play against Washington. Uh, Obviously, Tampa Bay should be a shoe in here. Uh, And it looks like it's going to set up a blockbuster game against Green Bay at Lambeau. Uh, the following week, which is going to be unbelievable. That's what we want to uh, see. We
0: don't We, win and win and, we don't want the Washington Football Club to be there. We want uh, Tampa Bay. We want the GOAT. Uh, Brady versus uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what a sight that would be. Uh, and the fact that we're getting this uh, matchup, second round of the playoffs is even better.
1: It's going to be huge. Uh, and this will also be the case in the AFC. Uh, first game. Buffalo versus Indy. I don't know if Source wants Indy to win because that's that's his team. Uh, But I do think Buffalo, they look very, very good. I'm tipping them uh, in that one. Uh, Your thoughts? Do you reckon your Colts can hold it up?
0: I I don't really know. I mean, we've we've got a great defense. Um, Can our offense fire on the day? Uh, Because that Bill's defense is not too bad itself. Uh, So... I mean, the bookies' odds have really, really uh, got us as outsiders. You know, we've got the indies at three forty and Buffalo's at a dollar thirty-two um, favorites. So, you know, the odds aren't in uh, our favor. But I'm going to stick with my team. I'm going to go the Colts, uh, and that's just solely because the fact um, that it's you know it's my home- my team, not my home team, but going you know, I mean, I'm going with my team. I'm not going to go against them. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I genuinely think that Buffalo is the better team overall. Uh, Josh Allen is you know, proving that he is definitely an up-and-coming quarterback or a quarterback that has arrived, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, he seems to be improving year on year, which is all you can ask for uh, from a QB. Uh, he's already uh, yeah. uh, shown that he can, he's got playoff wins under his belt. Which is really good for what fourth year QB already Uh, and Uh, third third think his third year. So third year, he's already he's in his third year. He's already got uh, playoff wins under his uh, belt, and you know, leading on, I think I think Buffalo will have enough uh, to to get the job done. Uh, But let's just hope my my Colts can make a game of it and uh, we can get the win. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 just, I just think the Bills are, Bills are overall a uh, better side uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, Definitely. But, you know, it's uh, the NFL. We, we'll see what, what happens.
1: Exactly. Uh, next up, we have, uh, well, the team that either the Bills and the Colts will be playing in the second week, and it is Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Uh, I think it's time. I know Rock, Big Ben didn't play uh, this week. And they did mount a, a comeback with Rudolph there at the helm. Uh, Cleveland only ended up winning at 23-22. to 22. Uh, This is going to be a great, great game. Uh, I just think this is the time where the Browns are actually going to put Pittsburgh in their place. I just got this feeling the Browns are going to absolutely smash Pittsburgh in this game. I don't know. I just got this feeling. I could be completely wrong. I just think Mayfield's going to come out. Uh, he's worked at his game this season. He knows that he's not uh, like Lamar Jackson. He's more of a pocket guy, and he's using his weapons. They got uh, all the, literally everyone that they need. Landry, their the defense has been good. The offense has been good. They've got uh, the running back Chubb, who's been dominating this year. Honestly, I just think. It's going to be too much for the Steelers. The only thing that's going against them is uh, Big Ben thrives and lives for games like this. Uh, That's his makeup as a quarterback. It's not the first time he's seen a game like this, clearly. So his uh, veteran experience could be the thing to get this uh, Pittsburgh team over the line. But I'm going Cleveland in an absolute route. I'm, I'm saying three TDs. Wow.
0: I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that I, I've far. Gone, I've going three TDs. That's a big I don't know call. what. I, just, I got this feeling. This, Jeez, he's just... He's, he's put that one on the tee and absolutely hit it out of the park. And I, and you know me.
1: I, I just reckon Mayfield's not that good either. But I just reckon they're going to... Dommar.
0: I'm, I am completely on the absolute flip side. And I said this at the start of the season with, you know, Big Ben can stay healthy and they rested him up last week and what, they lost by one point. Uh, you're telling me that Big Ben ain't a at least a TD difference. Uh, thank you very much. He's probably about a 10-point difference when you put him uh, and Randolph together. You know, uh, it's literally night and day in the quality of quarterback you're putting out in the field. Uh, so... Pittsburgh Steelers will win this comfortably by a TD+. I'm going by a TD+. Uh, This is, you know, they they had a few hiccups during the season. Um, But let's see if they can put it together and, you know, uh, keep the Browns where they belong. And that's not very far into the playoffs.
1: Bang! He's just called it. He shut me down here. We'll definitely see. Uh, and then the last game here, we got Tennessee versus Baltimore, which is going to be a fantastic game. The winner of this plays the Kansas City Chiefs, so we can potentially get uh, Ravens versus Chiefs in the first week of the of our well, second week of the playoffs, which will be unbelievable. Uh, I think I think Baltimore really worked out their identity. Um, towards the end of this season. I think they're going to be too much to handle for Tennessee. But in saying that, Tennessee have been very good on the back end as well. I'm just going Baltimore. I think they got uh, a chip on their shoulder against these guys last year uh, and getting knocked out by uh, Tanner Hill and Derrick Henry in the in the playoffs. I just think they'll come back bigger and better than ever and not for anything as a organization – losing to a team the hurt you actually get to make it up again by playing that team the following year in the playoffs like the stars of a line for you to prove that you are better than them and that they just had your number on the day because I think Baltimore was the better team anyway but um, I genuinely do reckon uh, Baltimore will uh, come up come up big in this one. And get the get the W and play the Chiefs in the in the next week, which will be fantastic. Yeah,
0: Dom, I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. Um, it's I mean it's it's playoff football, so it's you know it's going yeah. to be close regardless. Uh, but both these teams have shown at times brilliance. Uh, we've seen some some great wins by Tennessee Titans, where they're absolutely uh, walloped some teams and uh, put the sword. Uh, well and truly through the heart. And then we've seen uh, games where they've just been absolutely lackluster and we've seen much the same from from the Ravens. Uh, At times they've been polarising and at times they've been very underwhelming. Uh, So um, we expect both teams to get up for the occasion. Uh, If you're not up for playoff uh, football, what are you doing in the National Football League? Because uh, these are the moments you should be living for as a player uh, to get to this stage of the season. Uh, this is why you play the game. Um, so, who's going to win? Well, the bookies have actually got Baltimore as the favourites uh, by three points, and I'm going to stick with that uh, because their yeah. away yeah. record this season is really, really good. It's 6-2 uh, and two on the road, um, and they are... In their last ten games, they are seven and three against the spread. So I'm going to take that minus three on the spread, uh, and you know for them to win by a field goal, I think that's more than reasonable. Um, but Lamar Jackson, he's got to he's he's got to put in an MVP type game, and, and uh, he's he's got to step up uh, where he failed last season uh, in the yeah. playoffs. And you know if he can then he can show that he's elevating his game to that next level. Uh, that's, you know, going to be able to get more and more playoff wins for his franchise and hopefully one day, uh, you know, secure the, the main prize, which is uh, the Vince Lombardi trophy. Bang. Very nice.
1: There you go. So we've got New Orleans. Both of us have picked New Orleans in the, the Saints versus Bears game. Uh, both gone Seattle against the Rams. Both gone Tampa Bay against Washington. Uh, so I've gone Buffalo against Indy, Sauce is gone his boys, the Colts. I've gone the Browns against Pittsburgh, Sauce has gone Pittsburgh, and we're both gone for the Ravens against the Titans. Looking forward to this week, man. It's going to be awesome. So stay tuned and definitely tune in to those games. But uh, coming up next, bit of Hobby Talk. Got some good stuff coming up.
0: We're back, uh, just me at the moment. Dom has had to duck off for, uh, to do a bit of business. And Hobby Talk this week, uh, you know, the hobbies, fast-moving, um, card prices are altering at rapid rates. Uh, we've got, with the influx of uh, the whole star stock market, uh, and the way that people love to follow active careers. Uh, we're seeing some absolutely crazy stuff when it comes to um, card prices uh, astronomically changing in the space of 24 to 48 hours after a, a guy or a prospect has like one good game. Um, you know, uh, and the latest one that we'll talk about is Calden Johnson Silver. Um, you know, first of all, His silver was going for around 500. You could have picked up his silver back before Christmas at 350. And now you've got sales of, uh, you know, 20... On the 29th, just before the new year, at 500. Then he's had a good game against the Lakers. It's jumped up against... Up to uh, seven hundred and forty last sold, and then he's had another good game following that game against the Lakers, where he, uh, I think he got twenty six points, and his uh, card price has jumped up to eight hundred and ninety for a Prism Silver PSA ten. Um, now, look, I'm I'm all for 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 card prices to 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 alter, Doma, but not when. It's pretty much off one game. I'll bring it. I'll bring up the, the card ladder graphic here for the people out there that's it, viewing and just showing the the Calden Johnson over the last three months, and we'll just show it over the last month where you can see it's absolutely it's gone up. What seventy seven percent, seventy eight percent, seventy seven point nine six percent. So seventy eight percent. We'll round it up uh, over the last month and over the, just the last two weeks itself. Uh, it's gone up 72%. So, you know, crazy stuff that we're seeing in the hobby that, you know, a guy can have these, uh, you know, one game uh, and his prism goes from 500 to $750. Uh, and then, you know, another good wow. game, it goes up, you know, to nearly $900. Um, this is crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, it's just, it baffles me. I mean, you know, I just bring it back to... Um, it. You know, when you want to be left holding guys or prospecting guys, you want to be looking to get guys that are going to be the number one, number two option on your team. Is Calvin Johnson at this current point number one or number two option? No, he's not. Could he develop into that? Yes, maybe. But you need to see that that's what the few Spurs franchise want. Uh, and, and that's what they're going to try to do. Because if that's the case, then yeah, you want to be buying him. But, you know, that's, those current prices, I mean, you've got Jaron Jackson's silver, uh, is only going PSA 10. I'll be bringing it back to Jaron Jackson because you know when we're talking about card uh, prices and and card um, you know how uh, there's other influences other than just the guy's performance that impact it. Um, look no further than Jaron Jackson. You know his last sold uh, went for 620. So you're now telling me that Calvin Johnson, pretty much based off what he done last season, which wasn't much. And then now, just these two small games, he's worth more than Jaron Jackson's uh, Prism Silver PSA ten. I th- I would rather have Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson's uh, the number two guy on his team. Uh, yep. You've got Ja Morant on that team as well. Um, where you know there's that many collectors of Ja Morant. There's that much attention on Ja Morant. Um, you know you've got uh, you know he's he's the the number one or number two guy out of that draft. Um, you know, which way it's going to go in the future. We don't know. Um, by Dom's call, it's Ja Morant is the guy. So, you know, by having him there, there's going to be so much attention on that Memphis team going into the future. That's going to get a lot of attention for Jaron Jackson. Is Calden Johnson in the future going to get that same attention? Probably not. Spurs franchise... You know, doesn't have that number one pick to it or number two pick around it in Jar Morant, and you know, Jar Morant just the draw of it, the draw of Jar Morant in the hobby is unbelievable. You know, there's like so many people out there. I've seen some amazing Jar Morant collections, um, and I, I understand why he, his gameplay is polarizing. He's attacks uh, the rim uh, fear, uh, relentlessly, but, yeah. And
1: the thing, the thing that you get with like a Zion and Jar, I understand Zion had everything. And Jar had like word around them before they even got drafted, but the pulling ticket is the fact that Zion is the number one pick, and that Jar is the number two pick. And when you have a number one pick and a number two pick, people are going to look at them in the hobby because they go, "They should be the two best players." Then, the way that the, that pick that they've uh, been chosen chosen at, then. Transitions onto the basketball court and they play as if they are the one and two pick and they are that good. That that's what makes hobbyists go, oh shit, yeah, this is a great investment. These are the guys I want to collect because they're playing as good as a one, as good as a two, if not superseding. Well, Zion hasn't really done it yet. Like he's the number one pick, but he's not the best player yet. Like Jar, before he got hurt, was playing as if he should have been the number one guy in that draft class. Averaging 44, he was dominating, he got injured, but he was killing it. But that that's the draw of the player. They're polarizing figures. And as sources is saying, if Tim Duncan at the Spurs couldn't be a polarizing figure, what makes you think Calvin Johnson is going to be the next one? They had Kawhi, they've got the Calvin Johnson now, but they had David Robinson, they had Tim Duncan, they had Ginobili, they had Parker. What makes you think that Calvin Johnson is going to be that guy? Like, he's good, he's a good buy and sell guy now. It's not a
0: guy to put all your eggs in the basket for. Well, Dobber, I will just say, you know, you mentioned that name, Tim Duncan, so I just bought him up on Cardladder and we go have a look at his, uh, you know, tops. Uh, you know, just his paper rookie, uh, tops uh, PSA 10 uh, with a pop report of 665. Uh, last sold for 685. So, you, so, so you're so you telling me that Calden Johnson, I understand it's his is silver variant, silver. but when you go have a look at Zion's uh, silver pop report, which is well up over, PSA 10 is well up over 1,000. We can go have a look in a second. I'll give you the exact number. Um the rarity on that card that Calvin Johnson has so much potential to grow up to that point to over a thousand. So now you've got a Tim Duncan, a guy who's won five chips, MVPs, Finals MVPs, uh, you know, accomplished all these great things, is now selling for cheaper than a Calvin Johnson card. Like, I just I don't understand the disparity. I mean, we can go have a look at his his tops Chrome, which is probably he's top chrome which has a pop report of 2328 so it's way more than what the Calden Johnson would get and it's up around 1600 but you've got a paper rookie here which is cheaper than the Calden Johnson that you know if you are buy, buying Tim Duncan for this price um, you've got no worries because he's already finished his career everything he's done is already solidified you know Calden Johnson's in his second season and you're paying nearly a thousand US dollars for a Cardavis and a PSA ten. Just understand. Can, just can, understand. I can, I can, yeah. Just understand that out of the sixty players drafted last season, there's going to be five that hold significant. Only five out of that whole draft. Five, maybe, maybe eight, right? That hold significant value long term. Well, two of them are already.
1: Set in stone in my opinion. Right. So you've got what what's that? Six three to six left. Zion and Jar, done. Potentially Hero has taken a spot because he's still playing great basketball for the Heat. I know the Heat are struggling, but Hero's still playing really, really well. So all of a sudden you've got either two two spots left or five spots left of guys.
0: Zion Silver's up to one thousand twenty nine on the pop report PSA ten Prism Silver.
1: What's it going for? So then? it's
0: going for at the moment for five thousand eight hundred seventy five last sold. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. But I'm just saying that Kelden Johnson card could potentially get up to over a thousand. Uh. On yeah, that no. PSA. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, 100%. people guys are now, you know, they see that that price is up to nine hundred. They're gonna grade those Kelden Johnsons. You know, you just be stupid not to send it for grading for for twenty five bucks. Uh, and then, you know, you bought it probably like like Calden Johnson would have been a lot like Beasley. You know, I was buying Beasley Prism silvers for for uh fifteen AUD DOM. Uh now are going up for about sixty USD for a raw a one. Choice. Uh so just just I just wanna you know put that uh the message out there. Put, yeah, the yeah, warning yeah. that it's all good to get caught up in the hype. And a lot of this is built around uh, Star stocks sort of way to invest in your active players. And it's sort of the beast that they've created. Um, you know, that guys want to follow active careers. But at the end of the day, do you... Which, do you, is, good, do you, which is all good. That's which, that's Which fantastic. is good, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, when some of these prices start, start getting over um, legends and, and other guys who have so many more accomplishments... When it's all said and done, and Calvin Johnson finishes his career in in 12 to 15 years, is he gonna have the same amount of accomplishments as Tim Duncan? But but he's
1: not. But the thing is, the thing is, though, with the prices getting to these highs, like the highs of the highs with these guys are gonna be elite. But I'm telling you now, if you're putting your eggs in like, and you're buying like half your collection is Calvin Johnson's, like, oh yeah, you know I'm gonna sell them one day. The highs are real high. But the lows on these cards, uh, you're going to lose absolutely everything. Everything. Like, you're going to have to sell cards in your PC to make the money back that you've lost on this card. That's what we're trying to say. Where you've got Duncan and stuff, all these guys haven't even got to their highs yet. In in our opinion, all the vintage guys are practically at their lows. So... (laughs) They can only get better. And Duncan's going to go up astronomically once he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. But the the highs are unbelievable. The lows are game over. Like At the moment, the highs was on and great. If he gets a really, really bad injury, it could happen to anyone. I know, it's just like projecting here. But his highs at 5K, He's low, if he gets hurt, that could be a 50% discount overnight. That's what we're trying to say. You might make money on that 50% discount from in terms of like what you paid for the card originally, but if, in terms of like maximizing the full profits, it could hurt you in the long run. That's why we keep saying diversify, diversify, diversify. Don't get sucked in to a lot of these players. You've got to try and get these guys before they become something. You can't just go, oh, tomorrow I'm going to go buy a PSA 10 to Calden Johnson for a grand. Do you reckon that's a good purchase? Do you reckon that's a good
0: purchase? Yeah, I'm gonna say no. And that and look and that's just what I I just wanna tell people like if I've got Calvin Johnson cards, I'm selling them. Like I, I think I've got one base prism that I happen to get in a random team break, and I you know I got Spurs and I've got a Calvin Johnson base prism. Now I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna be like you know see if it's worth grading. If it's not worth grading, I might not even grade it. I might even just sell it. You know the fact that I can just I can literally uh, get thirty dollars for a, a base. Uh, Calvin Johnson prism card is amazing because you could have literally bought his people were selling his base prism cards for like two bucks right literally one two three dollars even Rui Hachimura uh, you could have bought his when, when release just came out those months sort of after the release uh, you know I've seen for ages that the highest people were selling Rui base prism cards was six bucks they're now selling Rui, for 30 yeah. bucks Tom
1: Rui's been okay this season, but he's not. He could be one of those guys. He's actually got the potential there. He looks pretty good, Rui. But uh, all I'm saying is, like, if you're coming into the hobby and you go, "Oh, this guy's killing it," like, fuck. i I'll tell you one thing. Like, if you know your basketball and you know your sport, a lot of it is just you, you're getting into caught up in the hype. As source said at the top of the the segment. Um, I don't know if you're giving me a thousand dollars. And I know basketball. I'm not gonna go like it is a waste. I'm not gonna go waste it on a 900 USD Calvin Johnson freaking silver prism. I'm gonna get that thousand dollars and diversify it. It might be some second year guys that I can get their cards that I think you know what that they'll go up in value. I might find some Jar Morant that are reasonable. I might get a couple of Zion's like they'll go up over time to get to that to that value. But I also put in some vintage in there. I might even get some Luca, as we're starting to see like third year and fourth year cards of these guns are starting to even become worth something. So you start looking at some Lukas and see if you can get that stuff in there for a thousand dollars. I'm not going to go drop a thousand dollars on a Calvin Johnson Silver Prism PSA ten. That's just dumb. Yeah, um... I rather have five or six cards in there, a couple vintage, a couple modern. A guy that I really like in my PC might not even be uh, at any value in terms of, like, growth. It's just, like, I like that guy. That's why he's for my PC. But you diversify. You have some cards there that you go, okay, I can flip those. I've got this for my collection. That's it.
0: Yeah. And it's it's just being wiser. Like, just being wiser yeah. with the, what you're doing. Like, I understand you're going to collect some guys. Like, I mean, you know, I buy Buddy Healed cards. Don't ask me why, right? For some reason, I see a Buddy Hill card and I I just want to buy it. Do I think that Buddy Hill's going to hold value long term? No, but like, will I buy like a you know, you know, a numbered Buddy Hill from you know last year that I see, like an optic card or an optic uh, uh, colored card that I see that I like, or a nice action shot I see of him? Yeah, I'll buy it, like if it's a few bucks or whatever. But like that, that's different going and spending pretty much nearly 1k on a Calden Johnson rookie when if you take that 1k and think about all of the other potential guys or legends or other stuff you could put that 1k into you could you could do so much more with that thousand dollars than buying that just one Calden Johnson uh Prism Silver PSA 10 so it's just like You know, do you want to get the most out of your investment into basketball cards or sports cards, or do you just want to buy the cards and get them? Because there's potential if you buy that card at 900. It's very, 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 very low chance that Carlton Johnson. Even though you know, I don't want to hate on Carlton Johnson, but we're not hating. We're not hating on him at all. We're just saying, in the scheme of the hobby, um, just think about long term in five to seven years time. If you're still want, holding that Calvin Johnson card, what's it going to be? Is he is he got is he going to be Spurs' next guy? If you love him
1: and you like seeing him and you want to spend that on the card, by all means, go for your life.
0: It's definitely not, really? not a t- net of at- time. No, don't just don't buy Calvin Johnson right now. He's overinflated. If you really want to buy him, wait till he comes back down to around the five hundred dollar mark. I think he'll get back down there. Um, but, yeah, at the moment now, everyone is literally oh, rushing. Yeah. I know guys that had Calvin Johnson sitting in their boxes. They've scrambled through them, overlooked them, packed them, and sent it to PSA on a five-day to get them back. You know, you get them back within 15 days, I think, on a five-day, right, to then quickly put them up on eBay to capitalize on this opportunity. Now, if people are doing that, what does it tell you about, about the Calvin Johnson cards at the moment? It's
1: just a hype train. Making money while exactly.
0: So we've seen this story before. We've seen it before,
1: you know. Happened with Bol Bol. It happened with Michael Porter Jr. Happened with THT. THT. Kaziok Parla when he hit bloody seven threes in a preseason game. Like, come on. You got to start using. Like, we got to start using our heads. We got to start using our heads. We'll move on. There has been a lot of car jumps, uh, and this is going to happen, but.
0: We'll this is the beast that's property. being created, and I think yeah. this is ripe we'll for opportunity. Out, yeah. And I'll just put it out there: yeah. I came up yeah. with an idea, which was to, to start a star stock account, and you know, make a video series on how well I can pretty much day trade on star stock. And see where it goes. So, uh, you know, it's something that I think that I might do. Uh, if It's something that you, you, people out there, you hear this and you think it's good idea, like DM us and say, yeah, we want you to do it. Because I, I think it would be a really cool video series um, to come up with this idea to, to, you know, this is the beast that they've created. Let's see if I can exploit the beast and turn my $100 that I put in there at the beginning to... Well, I mean, you get $10 for free. If You you use a, a promo code out there, you... There's heaps of them. You put in $5, you get $10. So you start with 15 automatically, but I'll put in a hundred, uh, and just see where that takes hey, me. Maybe,
1: maybe that's what you do. We'll do that. Don't worry about your NFL, uh, <laughs> return on investment. We'll do the star Stop. That'd be good. Uh, it's definitely something we can chat about and have a uh, saucy, have a play put on a series on our YouTube channel and chuck it on our IGTV and we'll see how we go. But some other news we've had, uh, Obviously, thanks to Card Ladder for that. They've actually updated their website. Uh, they got some new merch, uh, which looks great. So, shout out to them. Great work by themselves. Um, Cherry also, I say Cherry, is probably on Panini's website, but Cherry drops stuff straight away as soon as it uh, comes out in terms of news. But they put up uh, the Premier League prison preview on their social. looks really it looks nice, Dommer. It's very, very nice. So, uh, looking forward to that. Um, one thing i'm gonna follow up actually because uh, and i'll talk about it next week during hobby talk you might have the answer for me right now before we get into a couple of other things but tops f1 did it ever surface it's meant to come out start of december it's been delayed delayed all right Sources it's been delayed it.
0: yeah've i've seen it I, I believe i believe i've seen um i've seen word on Instagram that it has been delayed. Where that has been delayed to a hundred percent I'm not exactly sure. We'll find out some more details, write that down, Domo, and we'll, we'll share something on our Instagram uh about the De- release on it.
1: Definitely. Uh a couple other things. Uh Lil P uh on the news in Miami. Uh so you give him a bit of a rundown there so that got yeah, he got an interview Yeah, he got
0: an interview about obviously the resurgence in sports cards uh over the last twelve months. Uh you know, Uh, not for anything. I mean, I wish i lived in in the US and had the access to stock that Little P had because I would probably be one of the best breakers in the game. Uh, But unfortunately, (laughs) I don't have the access to stock that Little P has, uh, nor do I have the connections that he's made through his uh, days at Pull Wax. Um, But good on him. I mean, he's only 18 or 19, Donna 18, I think. And uh, I mean... He's killing it. He's making more money than any 18-year-old could ever think of. I mean, other than, uh, you know, obviously uh, Insta-famous and TikTok-famous people. But, you know, doing breaking cards, uh, in terms of breaking cards, he's breaking it with the best of
1: them. But he he busts his asses along with a lot of breakers out there, man. Like, a lot of them. If I could list them all, it'd be too Long to list. I'm just saying him as one because he was on, yeah. Br- on breakers, music. it, it, it looks to see br- the hobby yeah. actually get publicized, which is good. good. Like we always said, we always want people in the hobby, it's fantastic to have. Uh, but yeah, it is hard work. A lot of people said, Yeah, breakers, yeah, there's no work in it. Well, okay, if you're staying up and working 14 hours on a stream and you're selling stuff and you do that consecutive days in a row, potentially some people do it five days a week and you. You think it's like light work, but you gotta know your product, you've got to know the cards, you gotta have people to buy your product. Oh, uh, if you if you gotta ship your card if you're a shit if you're a, a shit breaker,
0: people are quick to jump on you, you know, if you don't know yeah. the product, if you don't know those sorts of things, yeah. uh, you know, you gotta make sure you're informed and um, yeah. But there's
1: a lot of work in it in it, especially if you're by yourself, like shipping cards, knowing the product, getting the product in. There's a lot of work, long hours trying to break stuff. So coming up with new ideas outside of just doing personals for people. So obviously you've got to list your breaks, and there's a lot, a lot of work involved. Uh, so credit to everyone out there that uh, that is a broker. that put in the hard work. Uh, hats off to all of you. So And also good stuff for Lil P getting out there on the news. A few other things. Uh, Tyson Beck, we love him. We love him dearly. Uh, He just dropped his part five. He's going to be working with uh, Donovan Mitchell, which is fantastic stuff. Uh, We look forward to seeing uh, what he produces there. He's been, he killed it. 2020 dominated. He did really, really well. And wish him all the best for this year. Uh, We will try and get Tyson on the podcast. Uh, I'm putting it out there. We will try and get him on. Tyson's been great with us, with our communication. It's just obviously we'll try and work out a time that suits both of us and we'll try and get that sorted for you. We've got a few questions, obviously, we want to ask him. And if you've listened to our podcast with uh, Buster and Sean Mike Kelly, you will understand the few things that Sauce and I have started to hint about card artists. Just putting it out there to people with a bigger following to help them understand also that... There's potential for a lot of big things down the track, not just in sport, for people in different genres uh, around the world. Uh, and the last thing we spoke about it briefly on the live. Uh, Saucy was very modest, but uh, he finally beat the, the, the sneaker flippers <laughs> to buying some product during the week. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: can I get a hell uh, yeah?
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Some NFL prison blasters. NFL. Uh, got dropped on Zing uh, and Hot Commodity on his Saucy's collectibles. He actually, as Saucy always says, he's not the greedy one to go out and buy all the product. He will let people know. He got on there and he was just like, oh, I'm getting through the checkout. And it was actually working, which for once is a bloody surprise. Uh, and then he put it out on his... Uh, IG story. the story. Uh, someone that flipped sneakers but also bought from Source in the past. Saw that, dropped it in a Discord group, and then in a matter of five minutes it was all sold out. So that was great. <laughs> but good work by you, mate, like putting it out there. Honestly, it's a plug for yourself because uh, you got it out there. So And it actually helps some people get some product.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, and... This is always going to be the danger with, with with these guys, but not for anything. If they don't do it, someone else will do it. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, these guys now with the sneaker flippers, especially the ones that have been doing it for a while, they've got bankroll to burn. You know, they, they've they got, you know, in the sneaker flipping game, it's about buying the sneakers, flipping them as quick as you can for whatever the profit is, whether it be 20 bucks, 30, 40, 50. You know, sometimes you get lucky with sneakers and you can make 100 hundred and hundred and fifty 150 bucks off a pair, uh, depending on the type of sneaker or whatever. But for them, it's all about a numbers game and about keeping that money on rotation. So when, uh, you know, it came up the opportunity that they could pre order these boxes, uh, boxes are supposed to come out in uh, about uh 13th they're supposed to be released uh here uh in australia even though they're already out in uh the us um but uh, our retailer of zing is going to get them on um release them on the 13th uh and they know that they can buy these boxes for 50 bucks and then you know potentially sell them on ebay for 125 to them that is absolutely uh you know uh, their, their their eyeballs are absolutely rolling with dollar signs. And, you know, they're going to buy as much stock as they, they can. Uh, I've seen in the Discord heaps of, heaps of screenshots of uh, uh, purchases. I didn't share it into the Discord because, like, I mean, I, ha- I have no interest sort of in the sneaker guys coming in and, and stealing, uh, s- not stealing stock, but buying out the stock. Uh, but at the end of the day, I can't stop. Uh, someone else, you know, there's not, I'm not in charge of uh, Zing and, you know, there's no nothing stopping me or stopping them from searching it and finding it themselves. It just happened to be that I was quicker that day. Uh, And I I secured my bag first, then I shared it. I actually also DM'd it to a person uh, before I shared it uh, so that they could uh, potentially get some as well. Uh, Next time I might just DM it to a few more people uh, before I put it up on my story. Uh, and just wait 10 minutes and give them a chance to, to buy some stock. But, um, yeah, as soon as I put it up my story, uh, it was then, you know, it was game over from there. And the funny thing was, uh, they uh, it sold out on Zing, but then I went over to EB Games and it hadn't sold out. So then I uh, shared another one for EB Games, and then that share from EB Games also ended up in the Discord as well. Uh, so then it got bought out from there as well. Uh, but... I'll take the win. I'll take the win. I secured a few, quite a few boxes. Uh, I'll probably, you know, I'm thinking. I, i like, I'm. I bought 15 boxes, so I'm thinking I'm probably going to rip five, sell five, hold five. Uh, that's probably going to be my, my mantra on that because you know, by selling five, I'll instantly make back enough money to rip five plus a bit of profit, and then the other five will just go into storage and you yep. know i'll bring those out in 12 months maybe 14 months maybe two years uh you know when obviously one of these guys is uh doing real well like burrow to or herbert uh there'll be so much demand and those prison blasters will be you know 300 hundred dollar mark uh and you know i can make some uh, he- a nice coin uh then you know selling five of them making 1500 dollars. that's you know what dreams are made of so um yeah, that, that, that's my mantra. I always say with any product I buy, I'm always going to buy and rip some, but I sell some to mitigate the losses of potentially ripping and opening absolutely nothing and getting jack shit. So uh, to do what I do is I sell a, f- a fraction of what I buy so that I mitigate the losses. Bang. Done. Um, and one thing to yeah. note before we end Hobby Talk and, and jump over to Saucy Smokey, where I'll just give a quick... Uh, smoky of a card which hasn't gone up yet so you should still jump in and buy um, Instagram account card porn it's called doma uh, give them a tag and, and share them out I, I will um, they have good videos on there of about you know people opening and hitting uh, amazing stuff out of packs and and things but also they do really good work in uh, helping uh others and informing them about fake slabs and what they look like and what to look for um, in regards to PSA, BGS. Um, So, you know, if you haven't viewed their page and seen those things, I think you should go over there and have a look, especially Dom Up, because it's came out this week that there are more and more BGS fake slabs surfacing uh, and they're getting better and better. And still Beckett is not answering or giving us any statement or giving us any assurance. So day by day, Beckett is getting less and less credible, and this is not good for the hobby. Um, you know, we need that grading competition. We don't want it to become monopolized with PSA. Uh, that's probably one of the worst things that can happen for the hobby.
1: You want, yeah, you want diversity. Um,
0: so you know, please, Beckett, do something or say something. Uh, you got to be better. You know, you can't just. There's more and more of these B, fake BGS slabs popping up, and still, oh. and still, you know, you still haven't given a press release. You still haven't given us that, anything. Uh, you know, uh, buy think, wisely on Twitter. Tweeting out that is not good enough.
1: Yeah, uh, I, th- I don't really. Well, we can get into it if you want to, but it's not going to be much to get into. But. Just on that, I know we spoke about this in terms of, like, it's always going to fall on the company then on the buyer. We said this previously when it started happening. So that was, like, what, a month ago or two months ago. But um, uh, just a scary thing that I've been seeing, um, as you know, all social platforms are doing it, but I've actually started seeing stuff on TikTok now with people making videos about, like, and just laughing at the fact that cards are graded and are worth so much money because they're in a Beckett slab, based on all the stuff that's been happening with fake slabs, they're literally starting to laugh and go, "Oh, why is that card? Like, what the card was a uh, LeBron jambalaya, uh rookie, the oval-shaped card, and it was centered poorly, and it happened to be in a Beckett slab, and people were like, oh, the card centered." Uh, poorly and on top of that it's in a Beckett slab ha, ha, ha. and I've seen a fair few of those posts not on that card but different cards everyone laughing that cards are now graded in Beckett slabs uh, so you better act quick smart because when people start laughing at people that start grading their cards with Beckett your credibility is going to get flushed down the toilet very very quickly and I'll tell you what your turnaround time for cards will go down because no one will be using you so <laughs> legit that, that's the thing, and like Saucy said, we do not want um, Beckett to to fall out of favour in the hobby. Uh, they're such a major part of the hobby. As much as everyone grades with PSA, the history with Beckett in this hobby needs to be kept within the hobby. Like You don't want to lose such a major, major integral part of the sports card slash card hobby uh, uh, story because Beckett's done so much for it, but uh, you need to come out and you must say something because uh, it's not looking good. Uh, and these people got a fair few followers and them getting heaps of views and heaps of likes is not a good thing to transition into <laughs> into the hobby. i look at it and go, eh, not the greatest thing. So as Saul said, make a good business decision, come out, make a statement, and try and shut down the people making your slabs like fake slabs do something about it so yeah that's all i got to say on it it's not good yeah
0: so and, and that's what i'll just say bring it back to uh go visit card porn's page yeah and you know just make sure you're aware of how to identify these things uh so that even if you are buying off a you know, what you think is a credible source on eBay and they've got good positive feedback, they themselves might not even know that they're selling a fake slab uh, because some of these fake slabs are getting pretty good, Dom. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one. Like, and it, it just makes you hesitant to, to, to buy these slabs. Um uh, and it's just, it's just rough. And you're just seeing the values of BGS dropping. You know, I'm seeing people, more and more and more and more people cracking BGS 9.5s to send to PSA. More and more and more. You know, and, and that's what we don't want. We don't want, we, you know, people see the money signs and, and they want the PSA, but also now with the fake slabs, people are going to be like, oh, I don't trust Beckett, so I'd rather just send it to PSA just to be assured. Because PSA actually give you a guarantee, whereas Beckett, they don't. So there's also yeah. that factor. Um, they give you a guarantee that, you know, it's... it's They, they give you some sort of guarantee.
1: It's authenticated and graded yeah. by professionals. And yeah.
0: whereas Beckett don't... You know, they give you the grade and, and, and that, and they slab it, but they don't give you no guarantee. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's... So we'll
1: see what transpires. We'll see,
0: we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
1: Definitely. Well, that's it for Hobby Talk. Uh, till next week. But uh, coming up next, mate, the most anticipated segment, Saucy's Smoky. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. The most anticipated segment of the show, saucy smoky, uh, hit him with uh, the refresh button uh, this time. Not a newy, not a freshy, a refreshy. So get into it, mate. What have you got?
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll just I bring up this guy, and people are gonna be like, oh, he's back. He's back, telling us to buy this guy again. Uh, he's one of my favourite players to buy, and I've already spoken about him on this podcast before, I brought him up in the previous segment um, but this guy here, I'll bring him up I'll bring up his uh, card ladder graph PSA 10 Jaron Jackson Jr I'll, I'll just say it again, right when you've got all of these guys uh, going, uh, coming up in price, you know, you've got Calden Johnson now surpassing Jaron Jackson Jr uh, you've got the likes of Darius Baisley now getting up to Jaron Jackson Jr. range. When you compare those two guys, you're genuinely telling me that Darius Baisley and Keldon Johnson are going to be better than Jaron Jackson Jr. A guy who's already, who's already the number two on his team. There's no, he's no number two. Jarmorant's number one. He's number two. Right? He's he's base prison PSA 10 Dom with a pop report of uh, 1,064, which could grow uh, tremendously, but who knows, because maybe a lot of guys didn't look after those base prisons back then, so it might never get to as high as Lucas and Trey's,
1: because
0: um, yeah. people didn't really feel like they wanted to grade uh, Jaron Jackson because they may have may have thought he's not going to be anything, uh, so therefore they didn't look after the cards. They just chucked him in a box or, you know, scuffed him. Uh but he's—I mean, his last sold was for 197. But the ones selling preceding that have all been around just the 180 mark, you know, between 170, and 180. Now I posted about this on around about the 22nd of December, so that was around about when this one was sold, which is 145. Now in that time, it's say it's only gone up about what 40. So in the last three months, it's only gone up 39, percent which is not that much. But we'll take that last sale sale sort of out of it because that's that's been the first one that I've seen has been up near the 200. All of them recently have been all around the 180 mark. Rare, very rarely any getting past the 180. I'll be very interested to see the next sale on the card, whether it uh, is back around that 180. But I think you should be able to pick one up at around that price. Now, he's at that price and he hasn't played a game dommer. Yep. So what happens, because we've seen what happens with Calden Johnson, we've seen what happens with, uh, you know, other guys, SGA, when he's played and hit a game winner and Calden Johnson when he got 26 points and 24 points the game before. What happened? His cards just went bananas. Right? So you're telling me he hasn't, he hasn't played a game, his cards haven't moved in price, you buy his card now, he comes back, he drops 25, drops 30, uh, maybe does like uh, last season where he drops seven three-pointers in one quarter. You tell me, name another seven-footer that can do that. There's not many out there, right? They could drop seven three-pointers in a quarter and shoot se- uh, shoot freaking, I don't know, what he went nine from 13 for the game or something like that. He just has to have one game. And you can flip this card for another... It could literally go up to over two hundred and fifty. If you go back, what? I haven't got the the numbers before or leading up to the bubble, but I believe he was up, well, up over two hundred.
1: Have you got his silver? I'm interested to see the silver because I want to compare it to Calvin Johnson because he's already better than Calvin Johnson.
0: Well, he's selling less than Calvin Johnson. His last sold was six hundred and twenty-two.
1: That's what I'm saying. He's a lot better because his second year. If you look at his stats in comparison, Carlton Johnson's second year stats to JJJ second year stats. JJJ was averaging like twenty and ten.
0: Well, in his second yeah, year, yeah,
1: which is unbelievable. Well, Those he stats, was, just, uh, people, was just he
0: was he was just under,
1: and and but it's unbelievable. But people have to understand that's a second. If you average bloody uh, twelve and ten as a big man in your NBA career. That's fantastic. You'll go down as, "Oh, he was a good player." But if you're the throwaway line if you know basketball, people always say, "That guy was a gun. He was a 20 and 10 guy as a big man." I know you've probably heard that saying before. Yeah. A lot of people say that. "Oh, he was a 20 and 10 guy. He was a gun." So, for him to get around that those stats in his second year is unbelievable. And he's already, as Saul said, he's the. He, it's him and Morant's franchise.
0: And that's what I'm. Memphis that's what I'm trying to franchise. say. Like you know, like Calvin Johnson, we don't even know if, if Spurs that like he's going to be the man at that franchise. Whereas at Memphis, you already know who the two two it's guy guys J- are. We are building around these two guys,
1: right? Well, you're gonna see because potentially now, when the Morant uh, they reckon. Oh, when did they reckon Jackson was going to get back around end of uh, towards the end of Jan or start of Feb? He's going to come back when Morant comes back. Give or take. Because Morant was three to five weeks. They might come back at exactly the same time and you'll see what happens with that team. I, I guarantee you right now, unless they want the bottom pick, they're not finishing last in the West.
0: Well, you, I'll just give you an... I'll, There's no... I'll just give you an interesting comparison. Because I've said this to people out there. and Some people might criticise me. Some people might think I'm crazy. But I've likened Jaron Jackson... Oh, here we go. ...to potentially being on the level of Anthony Davis. Right? Not, yeah, okay, fair enough. You're not that crazy. Now... Anthony Davis, Davis Anthony Davis Jack in his rookie season, 13.5 points. He averaged 13.5 points, right? Jaron Jackson, rookie season, 13.8 oh, points, yeah. Oh, right? Second season, averaged 20.8 points. Jaron Jackson, 17.4 points. But Jaron Jackson only played 28.5 five minutes per game. Anthony Davis 35 minutes per game because he didn't foul as much and that's where I bring it back to. Jaron Jackson cannot foul, play 35 minutes a game. There is no literally no reason why he cannot average 25 points a game. 20 20 uh, uh, you know I, I want to see him be averaging 23 plus this season, taking that next step. But you know, think about that in his third season if he's getting that 23 points a game, well Anthony Davis averaged 24.4 points in his third season. So if he's getting around 23, 24, 25, what I'm talking about, you can't tell me that he's not on that same trajectory if he keeps expanding his game because that happens year after year. The more preseasons you have, the longer you're in the NBA, you work on something every off-season, and you get better and better and better. Jaron Jackson Jr., in his first two seasons, you've got to remember, Anthony Davis never really started shooting the three until his fourth season in the NBA, right? Yeah. In his first three seasons, he he did. In his first season, he ne- in, he uh, shot zero percent, so he didn't make one. In his second season, he shot twenty-two percent. In his third season, he shot eight percent from three, right? But that was barely on an attempt a game, like he didn't even have one yeah. attempt a game, right? Now you have got Jaron Jackson Jr., who on his first season three-point percent thirty-five, three-point percent on a second season thirty-nine. And that's on 6.5 attempts per game. That's pretty good. A good dommer? That is elite level three-point shooting. That's unbelievable. Right? This is what people need to understand. The fact that he's got already that range in his second season. And And if you've watched him... Previously, if you go have a look at his game, he's not a one-trick pony. He's not a you know catch-and-shoot guy from the three. He can get the ball on the block and put a move on a guy and uh, finish with a hook. He can uh, do a, a pull-up and hit a corner jumper. Uh, you know he, he's got that move. He's I've seen him drive to the basket. As the game comes, he expands. He's only twenty years old, twenty-one, right? Ladies and gents, I'll just say. The needle has not moved on his card, especially his prison base card. It's moved a little bit, and now I think that's just a lot to do with, you know, there was a very low part in the market and everything sort of got up. But he his, his prices have got up, and then they've they've just been going sideways. And because he hasn't played, there's been no interest on him. So there's still time to buy this card before he comes back. And once he puts up a 30-point game, well, I'll go, I told you, you should have bought it there.
1: that's my smoky. Right I reckon he's going to be very good I'm actually looking forward to when he can come back and him and Morant can play together I actually really really like Jar Morant so I love it and
0: I'll just bring it back to you. I, haven't, I haven't
1: even got any of his cards and I love hobby it hobby
0: relevance yeah. Dom hobby relevance it's a term that people say you need to have hobby relevance to have collectability long term and what better way to create hobby relevance around Jaron Jackson and and than being paired with Jar Morant correct you know Arguably the most hyped, him and Zion, one of the most too hyped guys to ever come out of a draft since freaking, you know, obviously, you can't even say they they were that hyped leading up, you know, leading up to the Luca Trey draft class. They weren't really hyped the way that Ja and Zion were hyped. You know, they were hyped after people seeing what they could do.
1: Let's have a look here because I want to bloody, when was this? I want to see when this kid is coming back. What is this? NBC, NBC, Roto World. I don't even know if this is, buddy. First 2021.
0: So, yeah. That's why I'm just going to rehash the smokey. I'm not... You know, there's no point me telling you to buy a new guy. And at this point in time, when we were telling you to buy cards, you pretty much could have bought... Uh, you know, as long as you choose chose wisely, uh, you could have been buying pretty much anyone and you would have made money now. 100% so now it's about just refining now it's in that season don't get caught up in the hype don't have a FOMO moment uh and you know buy a card at the top because you know at some point you're just going to get burnt on one of those and it's going to leave a salty salty taste in your mouth
1: Uh, i agree completely agree uh no time it says when he's going to come back um,
0: yeah, they, they look, most said four to six weeks. But I guess it, it all depends on, you know, he's got to make sure that that explosiveness and the landing ability is okay on that ankle, uh, especially the way he plays the game. So, you know, and... No, I mean he, for Jackson Jr. Because you know what could come, happen? Jaron Jackson
1: could return before Morant.
0: And then he's the he number one.
1: He's the number one. This is what we're saying. <laughs> that. The thing about those two, I don't know what their relationship's like off the court, but on the court, they really can turn it on and one can help out another if one is struggling on the night. If they're both on, mate, they're going to be very hard to beat if they're both on. Borderline, bloody, close to impossible, mate. Because their team's not that bad, Memphis. I actually expected them to be very good, but they're at the bottom. You think about it. They pushed the Lakers today, and their two best players didn't even play.
0: That's what I'm saying, Domer. They're like overall, the, the 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 team in general is not that bad. You bring back those two That's guys, they can cause a lot of trouble for a lot of teams. And they just missed out on eighth spot last season. You know, first season of of ja Morant. and, and he and, came back Jackson, this season like literally looking like he was going to win MVP in those games, first few games. And Jackson
1: and Jackson got hurt in the bubble. What was it, three games in? He got injured. And in
0: those three games in, he was averaging 25 points a game. And he wasn't fouling as much, and he was playing over 33 minutes a game or something. So it's what I'm talking about.
1: They got Brandon Clark, he's a good player. I'm just looking at their roster. Like Grayson Allen, he's injured. He's actually, I actually reckon Grayson Allen's all right. He can actually hit a three. That's what they need. They got Valentunas, Justice Winslow, another guy coming back from hip surgery. He's a great defender. Great, great defender. Uh, Morant. Uh, Tyus Jones is okay. I've got his rookie. If you want Tyus Jones, rookie. Uh, Gorgie Jang. Not bad. But really, the team is pretty average. I reckon they'll build around like Grayson Allen at the S guard. Morant at the point guard. Jaron Jackson there as a the power forward. Uh, yeah. Is he powerful forward? Small forward. Power forward. And then they got Brandon Clark, who's not a bad player either. And then I'll just go from there. But he's 21 years old, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's got a long, long, long way to go. So we'll see what happens there, mate. Good Smokey. Get on uh, Jaron Jackson and any other Smokey that he's given. They've been doing pretty well. Maybe hold off just on uh, the Wiggins one <laughs> at the moment. But, uh, it's gross. But uh, that's it. Uh, keep living, loving, and breathing sports. Double coverage. I'm Dom with The Great Man, sauce. Peace Peace out, ladies and gents.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots, double curve.